0: Read verse 23 through 25, and then chapter 5, verse 1 through 3. Amen. Good to see all of you. I'm looking around. and glad to see all the faces. Amen. God daughter in the house, always good to see her. Yes, yes, yes. Haas, good to see you. I uh, miss Sister Hilton. Yeah, so glad to see her. But like I said, we got to see families and, you know, get involved during the holiday season. So I'm cool with it. I'm glad to see you all. Missed you. Hey, Amen. I was missing me when I was away. <laughs> I'm missing me being here. Are you kidding me? You are, Brother Scarlett mentioned this before. I know I need to take a vacation, and I know those things. But listen, don't you ever fool yourself to think that, oh, man, he's just having fun in the sun and not thinking about being here. You can't help but think about being here. Amen. I can't. So, yeah, I was in the sun, and yeah, all kind of, you know, good things is happening, but I miss being here. And so I am glad to be here. There is no better place to be in your life than being where God wants you, in the will of God. And if God has called you to do his will, there is no better place to be than to be right dead smack in the middle of his will. But I thank God for my good friend, Pastor Matt McFarlane, for coming and ministering. Amen. I don't think, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna, um, I'm making an announcement, my poor wife, but I don't think I want to miss Christmas Sunday anymore. I don't, I don't think so. No, I know, but I, I just, I just, I, I want to be around during a time of giving. And those are things that I miss. You know, I, I, I forgot to, like, on the 27th, I was away. I normally text Pastor Neal a happy birthday. My friend, Brother Christy, I normally text him and just seeing people and giving stuff. And I'm like, I didn't get a chance to do that. Like, I was away. And um, as much as I enjoyed it, I don't know if I want to be away during the time, you know. So we'll see what happens. I am I'm, I try my best. I don't want to miss that. I, I, I want to be where I can, you know, be able to give, give a hug, encourage someone, do something. So we'll see. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. You ready to read? What? They wrong. Yeah. Twenty Ma- Ma- Matthew chapter 4. So they're wrong. Or maybe I said in the wrong text. But but I'm telling you it's Matthew chapter four. I said twenty four? I thought I said four. Let me warm up. I'm coming on vacation. <laughs> don't worry, I'm about to straighten I'm about to straighten me out in a second. You'll see. When the preacher preaches, if he's really hearing from God, he's preaching to himself as well. So I'll preach to myself in a second, don't worry. I've got a message that's gonna hurt all of us this morning. So I'm trying to, you know, be all right before I get to it because we're all going to get hurt from this message. Yeah. Maybe we won't. Maybe you'll say, wow, that's great. I want to hear that. I don't know. But this message was birthed straight from the Holy Ghost. So it's not something I, I, it wasn't some wise thought. It was birthed from the Holy Ghost. I mean, I couldn't contain myself when the Holy Ghost moved on me like this. It was emotional. It was all kind of stuff. And um, I don't know, uh, my wife probably know better than anybody. Uh, when the when the Lord start working wherever I am, I check out from wherever I am. And so while vacation was going, this started working on me Um, probably on the, what is that, the 23rd? The 23rd of December, the message start working hard on me. And so I was there, but I wasn't there. I'm glad the wedding was the 21st. Because the 23rd, oh, the evening of the 23rd, this message really became clear to me. And so here we are this morning. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 says, And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had palsy. And he healed them, and there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee, and from the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs the kingdom of heaven. Can you pray for me? My aunt in Jamaica received a stroke the other day, and she's not doing well. Her name is Beverly Dixon. If you can pray with me for Beverly Dixon now, she, her body needs to be whole and heal, and she needs to receive strength and be able to. Uh, function the way she normally do and if there's anyone else with a prayer request for someone that is sick and need healing and you're not afraid to call out their name we can pray for them now brother bob Bob. my mother christopher Christopher. you hear these names bob christopher sister jackson sister sharp sean these are just for healing in their body Wesley Garrett, okay, let's pray and call out these names. We have Bob, Wesley Garrett, Sister Sharp, Sister Jackson, um, Sean, Mama Allen, Dixon, okay, all right, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we've just read your word, and your word has proven That you are the great physician, the miraculous healer of the body, the mind, and the soul. And oh God, we put before you these names this morning. Beverly Dixon, Sister Sharp, Sister Jackson, Brother Bob, Dixon, oh God, Sean. We put before you, Lord God, every name that was spoken, Lord God, in this In this place this morning, we pray that by your stripe they will receive healing and wholeness in their body from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Lord Jesus will you touch them will you make them whole will you eradicate diseases and ailments and sickness will you almighty God touch their limbs that their limbs will receive strength that their body will be made whole and for them to function as normal the way you can Lord God nobody can do what you can because you Lord God are the one that designed the body you are the one Lord God that made man who they are today and so Lord our hope and our trust our confidence is in you oh God for you alone can heal and make whole and we pray this morning touching and agreeing and asking in the name of Jesus that by your stripe every single name spoken here this morning they will receive healing in Jesus name we pray amen let's thank the Lord Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your kindness, your mercy, and your love. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Good to see my little brother made it out on his birthday. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess with him. Don't mess with him, preacher. Not not don't mess with him. Yeah. Happy birthday, little brother. I, this is my second time telling him. Happy birthday, little brother. Amen. I got a surprise for you. It's not money. But but I got a surprise for you. He, you didn't see it. But as soon as I get it, I'll show it to you. You're go, you're gonna like it. I'll give it to your mom. She'll like it. She'll put it up in her house, the surprise I have for you. Matthew chapter 5 through chapter 7 is known as the Sermon on the Mount because Jesus gave it on a hillside near Capernaum. This sermon probably covered several days of preaching and teaching, if you will. In this sermon... Jesus revealed his attitude toward the law of Moses, explaining that he, Jesus, requires faithful and sincere obedience, not ceremonial religion. Maybe I need to be a little bit more plain with you. Jesus wanted us to understand that it's by faith and sincerity that we must serve the Lord and not by religious outward behavior. Religious outward behavior is clapping of your hands while you're in church. Religious outward behavior is yes, sir, while you're in the church. Religious outward behavior is God is good all the time. God is good. I am not saying that you can't be sincere in saying and doing those things. But what I'm saying is we have religious behaviors that we demonstrate and God is not interested in religious behavior. God is interested in sincere heartfelt Sincere behavior and obedience to his word. And so the Sermon on the Mount challenged the teachings of the proud and legalistic religious leaders of that day. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It called people back to the messages of the Old Testament prophets who, like Jesus, had taught that God wants heartfelt obedience, not mere legalistic observance of the laws and rituals. In the Church of the Living God, the Lord Jesus is is reaching for your heart. The Lord is reaching for you to, to, to sincerely reach for Him. He doesn't want religious legalistic behavior because that will profit you nothing. And so the Sermon on the Mount was preached by Jesus so we can understand the principles, the attitudes, and the character that God is reaching for in His people. The most well-known and provocative portion of the Sermon on the Mount is known as the Beatitudes. These are a series of blessings promised to those who possesses the attitudes or attributes of God's kingdom. Today, I want to talk to you on Beatitude number one. Blessed are the pure in spirit, for there's the kingdom of heaven. I've entitled this message this morning, The Kingdom of Heaven Can Be Yours. And I've subtitled it, The Secret of Happiness. The Kingdom of Heaven Can Be Yours. And you can be happy if you want to be. Uh-huh. I've come this morning to get you to understand that mankind have a crisis at hand. No, we don't think we have a crisis. Or maybe the crisis we think of, we think uh, we have the crisis of The way politics are, the crisis of, you know, you know, weapons of mass destruction, crises of all kind of things, but we don't stop to think about what the real crisis that we're dealing with is that's at hand. You want me to tell you what the crisis that we face really is? The crisis that we face today is majority of us are rich In spirit. The crisis we face today. Is that majority of us. Are rich. In spirit. I don't know if you're following me. Because. The first beatitude said. Blessed. Are the pure. I'm sorry. The poor. In spirit. But we are rich in spirit. That's the crisis that's at that hand. I'll get to it. Our possessions, our accomplishments, and status, or maybe you call it quality of life, had caused us To be rich in spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The crisis that we're facing is that we're rich in spirit. Uh We have a crisis on our hands. And it's a crisis of being rich in spirit. of spirit stands in direct contrast of self-sufficiency. We have come to a place where majority of us in this world are self-sufficient. Self-sufficiency makes you rich. In spirit. Self-sufficiency says, I got this. I don't need anybody. I can handle my business. Self-sufficiency say, I can take care of me. So many of us have arrived at a place where we don't really, Sister Riego, need anything. We just want some things, but we don't really need anything. When you're at a place where you don't need anything, but you want stuff, you have become self-sufficient. You are now rich in spirit. The number one reason that has caused this crisis, we are in. In today is called pride. Maybe you're like me, and when you think of the word pride, you associate it with being proud. Maybe you're like me, and when you think of pride, you think of arrogance. Maybe you're like me, and when you think of pride, you think of presenting yourself as better than others. So maybe when you thought about pride, you think about those things. And so when I say that the number one issue for being rich in spirit is pride, some of you may have said, "Mm -mm, I'm not prideful. Because I'm not arrogant. I don't try to lift up myself. I don't try to act like I'm better. So I'm not prideful. Just hold on a minute. Just hold on a minute. Because I got stumped with it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I wonder what the real biblical definition of pride is. So we have our ways of looking at what we think pride is. Here is biblically, when you trace the word all the way down to its roots and where it started and what it's really saying, the definition of pride is this to justify. Wait a minute, wait a minute, I'll put my glasses on for of this. The act which declares a person to be right or just, to justify. I'm right. I should do that. I'm justified for my behavior. I'm justified for my actions. I'm right in my actions. You didn't know that was pride, huh? I'm right in my actions. I'm justified for what I said and what I did. Hold on just a second. The key word in the definition which says the act which declares a person or uh, to be right or just. The key word in that definition is act. Hold yours. Keyword act. It's an act trying to get others to think you are right. Or trying to convince people you are justified in what you say and what you do. It's an act because really deep down in your heart, if you want to be honest with yourself, are you really right? And are you really justified? Don't mess with you now. Nobody can be right except they obey Jesus Christ. Nobody can be just because only one made you just. So to be just is because Jesus died for us and justified us being saved. If you're right, it's because you obey God and He is right. So being right or being justified is not within you. It's what God provides for us. And when we step outside of that, it's called pride. <laughs> I thought pride was high minded. Thought pride was arrogance. Thought pride, no, 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 no. Pride is us living this life of justification. Pride is us living this life talking about, I can do. Listen, I'm just gonna do me. Listen, I'm just doing my thing. And what you're really trying to convince us is what you're doing, you're right. What you're trying to convince us is how I treated this person and how I said this, I'm justified. That's how we're living our life. And God is saying that is pride. And that means you are rich in your spirit. <laughs> I'll let you think about that for a second because that's heavy. Uh, yeah yeah that, that that's heavy because now you will see that we are rich in spirit and Jesus wants us to be poor in spirit and the number one reason for us being rich in spirit is called pride when you do whatever you want to do, it's pride. Amen. Oh, you can say that preacher because you're being self-sufficient. I'm doing what I want. I'm grown. Okay, where did your life come from? Who keeps the breath flowing? Who keeps the air flowing in the atmosphere? So why are you walking around thinking you can do whatever you want? Pride. You walk around justifying who you think you are and what you say. That's pride. Because only one has justified us and we have nothing to justify our actions nothing jesus is the just one jesus is the one that gave his life and justified us so for us to walk around like we're just is an abomination because you ain't just on your own you was justified by the work of jesus christ Uh huh. Blessed are the poor in spirit, and we're rich in spirit, and so there's a dichotomy there. There's a there's a problem there. There's a challenge there. That's the crisis we're dealing with because we are rich in spirit, and God is saying, "Blessed are the poor in spirit." So how do we work that out? It's pretty heavy stuff there. Huh. Church, we're rich in spirit when we walk around like we have it all together. We're rich in spirit when we feel like we have the right to do what we do. Mm-hmm. We're rich in spirit when we do what we do and then just justify it. So when you do something and it's not right and you justify it, that's called pride. You didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Why is it pride? Because you're trying to pass yourself off as something that you're not, number one. But the other thing is, the only thing that will ever make you right is when you obey God. And so when you mess up and somebody say, "Eh, you mess up there. Forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Church, can we get to that place where we can be comfortable in understanding that we're going to mess up, but we do the right thing to Clean up the mess or let God clean up the mess by saying, forgive me, brother. Lord, forgive me, please, because that what I just said or that what I just did is wrong. When we can't do that, (laughs) P-R-I-D-E. Yeah, When, when we can't say, yeah, you're right, because the bottom line is if what you did is not in this book, It's your own thing. And you can't be right. What makes you right is when you obey this word. We can't be right on our own. First of all, we came into existence and saw something that was already here or he who was already here. Where did we get our understanding from? Where did we get our knowledge from? From the one who created us. From the one who created all existence. That's where we got it all from. We owe it all to Jesus Christ. And until we get to the place of realizing that everything we do, everything we will obtain is because of Jesus, if we never get to that place, we're filled with our spirit and we can't be blessed to properly deal with this crisis at hand we're going to have to empty ourselves of the spirit of man which is pride We need to place less focus on our possessions. As a matter of fact, we need to give away some of our possessions. That's part of the situation that have made you rich in spirit. It's because of the possessions that you have. We gotta give away some of our possessions. We need to give uh we we need to put a great place a great focus on the efforts of accomplishing God's will and not so much on our own will. Uh-huh. And our quality of life needs to be your purpose in Christ. Our quality of life Needs to be our purpose in Christ. To be poor in spirit is to be poor in pride. I want to be poor in pride. I don't want to be rich in pride. I want to be poor in pride. I, I, I want to be a, a pauper in pride. I want to be a beggar in pride. I don't want to have no pride in me. I want to be so poor in pride that I can't get no pride, no place. Listen to me. You know how this message came about? Lord, help me this morning. So we were in Labadee, Haiti, Wednesday. and I've been to Labadee, Haiti, I don't know, four times, somewhere around there. And as you grow in God, you know, things become different to you and mean, mean different to you. And I love to watch when the ship is pulling out a dock. That's one of my favorite things to watch. So whenever we're leaving any port, I always either get on my balcony or I go upstairs on top of the ship and I watch. And I just watch this amazing, incredible thing of this tonnage of just iron sail on the water and have all this stuff going on. you're just like, what in the world? And so I'm watching. But it started before it was pulling out. I'm walking through Labadee and I'm watching the people that's working there. Saw a lady in a security uniform and I just pulled up next to her a little bit because I stray off because... My mind is just different. And so I saw, I said, hey, how are you? And I'm talking to her, and I'm asking her about just what's going on locally. And I says, "Um, how long is it from here to Port-au-Prince? Because Port-au-Prince is um, the capital. And I'm just like thinking, you know, how far you have to go to catch a plane and all that stuff, you know? And so she said, ah, if you take public transportation, take a bus, it's going to take you five hours. Because the way it's located, you know, not like here, it's a lot of... Narrow. Mm, 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 mm. So so it's, it's because you can't drive fast. And, of course, a lot of these things remind me of a kid growing up in Jamaica. And so I talked to her a little bit. And then I started walking through the crowd and I'm watching everybody that's on the island of Labadee working. And we got into the ship. And, of course, we're on the ship for the ship to pull out and i'm watching and i don't know what happened to me i'm watching the ship pull out and you have drummers musicians of course they don't have the music the nice stuff that we have here and they start to play and you have some young kids they start to dance no shoes on just dancing while the ship is pulling out and i started crying bawling i'm like what is wrong with me god I couldn't control myself. And that's when he started dealing with me me on this. Blessed are the poor in spirit. I can't get over it. I don't know what's wrong. I can't get over it. It made me start thinking about everything. What I saw as a kid growing up, just when I travel, what I see, and it's just, it just gnaws at me. It, it keeps coming back to my mind of blessed are the poor in spirit. And it's amazing that when you read scripture, you will notice that God always went to the poor first. He never started revealing anything to the rich and the well off first. I said, God, what is going on? The poor people, they have a spirit about them where they will, they will hear and respond because they have great need. And this is why he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Because when you go to the poor in spirit or the poor, physically, socially, whatever it is, when you go to them, their mindset is different in responding to whatever you have to give them. And so this is where he started dealing with me. This is where I almost checked out on the cruise. I'm trying to, you know, just interact and try to, but but I get a little irritant and ah, everything bothers me because this is working now in my heart. I'm like, oh God. Because it, it, God is making it clear to me that we can't receive and respond the way we need to because we're rich in spirit. And God is saying to us, we need to be poor in spirit. And that's how we will respond. That's how we will receive. That's what will change us if we become poor in spirit and not rich in spirit. Come on now. You can't receive. When you have no need, when you have no need, all you can do is take it or leave it. Ah, I'm okay. Ah, Okay. Ah, I'm good. Ah, Yeah, I'll take that, but I'm not going to go through a whole lot to take that. And so this is why we're here today and sometimes we can't find ourselves to be committed enough to Jesus. Why? Because we can take it or leave it. Because we're full or filled with our spirit, we can take it or leave it. We have treated to be in Christ as a luxury and not a necessity. When you're rich... In your spirit. When you're rich in who you are. You now begin to take the things of God. As a luxury. It's not a necessity. Oh I'll take it if I can. uh, But I'm not going to go through a whole lot for that. Because I got other things going on. Blessed are the poor in spirit. And if we don't get really quick we're going to be in trouble The crisis is if we don't get poor really quickly, we're going to be in trouble. We're going to have to unload some things that we can be in need of Jesus. But right now, if you want to be honest with yourself, you don't feel deep down within your soul that you need Him. You don't feel deep down within your heart that you need Him to live every day. You don't feel like you need His blessing every day. You might need it sometimes, but you can take it or leave it. Because you're not poor in spirit. You go to Haiti. You go to some place in Jamaica. You go to some place in Africa. I want to say you go to some place in America. You'll realize that those people that are poor, they're not taking or leaving when you offer them something they need. They're not. It's, it's just not a game to them. They're not staying there saying, well, I take it or leave it. You go find somebody that's hungry and have some food in your hand and say to them, "You want this?" And they're gonna say, Eww. "If I had a hundred dollars walking around Lapland and say, "Hey, who want this? Come get it," I would probably be just, just, just demolished, and somebody take a hundred from me. What the people work for in these countries to earn a living is amazing because they're not rich in spirit. And we're missing out on what God wants because we're rich in spirit. We don't realize it. We're rich in spirit. And until we do what the word says to become poor in spirit. It won't work for us and we're going to find ourselves in grave danger because we're not checking that in our life that we are rich in spirit and that has brought on a crisis in our life because we can take or leave Jesus. We can take or leave church. It's not that serious and only time I may need the Lord is uh, I'm not feeling too well in my body, Lord, and I seem to can't get healed. I took the pills; That's not working. The doctors can't do anything. So I need you now, Jesus. So we only need him when there's something that uh, we we can't handle on our own. And God is trying to help us to say, don't even let it get to that point. Don't even let it get to that point where you have some need and that's when you call on him. Because are you really calling on him sincerely or you calling on him? For what you want. That pride thing. It keeps us from a lot of things. In Christ. As long as we are. Filled with pride. We will not. Seek Jesus. Sincerely. I'm going to. Mess with you a little bit. Because I got to tell you. I'm coming straight at you. You decide what you want to do with it. When will you allow the preaching to move you out of your seat? When? When? Do I need to tell you what that is? Or you want to conclude on your own what that is? You're filled with your spirit. I can stay right here and pray. Yeah, that's what people that are filled with themselves says. That's what people who have no need says. Eh, I can just chill right here. I can pray right here. ain't no big deal praying right here. But somebody that's desperate and somebody that understands, I need Jesus. Every opportunity they get, they said, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to reach him. The woman with the issue of blood, she said, I need Jesus. The blind man that couldn't see says, I need Jesus. The deaf that couldn't hear says, I need Jesus. And they did whatever it took because they weren't full of themselves. They were in need. And that's why they reached, because they have a need. We don't have no need. We're rich. We don't have no need. We okay. And so I get done preaching, and you just wait for the five minutes or so after I'm I'm done preaching, and and wait for us to say, okay, we're finished, and and now it's time to fellowship. And Jesus never figured in the equation. Because all we did was just listen. Ah, that's a good word. Yeah, that's true. But we never come to the place in the service where we understand. I need Jesus. I've been in some services when the word of God is preached. People couldn't even wait for the word to be done preaching. They said, forget that. Preacher, whatever you say, go ahead and keep preaching. But I need Jesus. And I'm going to go wherever I can. And if the power of God is moving on you, preacher, I'm getting close enough to you where I want the power to move on me. Because I'm going to reach for him. I'm going to call on his name because I need Blessed are the poor in spirit. And when we're rich in our own spirit, we don't seek the Lord Jesus Christ sincerely. We go through the rituals and the, mo- the, the, the the motion. We go through the motion of doing it. This is why Jesus preached the sermon uh, on the mount, the beatitudes. That's why he preached it, to let us know, no rituals, no, no, no formality. Don't go through the motions. I need heart. I need mind. I need your soul. I need this to be real to you. And so now that I'm here, live in the flesh, I'm going to preach to you what is right and what will help you and what the kingdom desires and what the kingdom them commands because that's the way you will receive from me we can't receive by being ritualistic we're letting we're, 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 listen church this is true and you gotta hear me this morning You cannot allow yourself to just behave a certain way in a certain setting and then in another setting you behave a different way. What is that? What is that? What is that? You have to say to yourself, I'm going to empty myself and become poor in spirit because when I'm poor in spirit, I'm poor in spirit in Mexico. I'm poor in spirit in... I'm poor in spirit in Africa. I'm poor in spirit in the church. It doesn't matter where I am. If I'm poor in spirit, I'm poor in spirit. We can't just be ritual. That's what Jesus is trying to destroy. When he came Jesus was trying to stop the legalism. When he came Jesus was trying to get rid of the the formality. He said forget about the formality. Remember we read a whole lot about the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Those were people that were religious law abiding people but they didn't have God in their heart. That's what he came To do away with. He was trying to help us to say, guys, being religious, having a form of godliness, showing formality, going through the motions is not going to help you. Because God tries the heart. God knows your thoughts and he knows your heart. So we can't deal with him through formality or going through the motions. It's going to have to be real. It's going to have to be authentic. We have to go to God with a pure heart. That is poor in spirit. Oh, God. I watched those people in Haiti. And I think about some of the people across the different places where I've gone. And man, I cried to God. And all I could have did, I stretched my hand. I said, God, reveal yourself to every one of them because they're poor and they have no hope they have no hope and that's all i can say to god and that's when he let me know that yeah they're poor in spirit but they have me you that are rich in the united states and all these places you're rich in your own spirit and you can't find me god help me cry oh god i can't help me jesus i don't want to be rich in my spirit I don't want to be rich in my spirit. I I know I felt bad for those people. But the lesson that I probably was getting was that all God has to do is move on them and they will be saved quicker than so many of us. And here I am worried about them like God. Help them. God, will you reveal yourself to them? And I feel like the spirit of God is saying, I got them. The ones that I'm worried about is the ones that's full of themselves. As long as they stay in that state they have more hope than any one of us in here because none of us in here is, is 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 have have what they have or mean nothing none of us in here so all of them all those little kids that's walking around with no shoes all those little kids that was out there hoping that a guest from the ship will tip them all of those people they're walking around with so much less than us they got more of an opportunity to receive Jesus than we do And all I could do is cry God, will you reveal yourself to them? And I believe strongly. I have no doubt. I don't know. It sounds crazy. It had nothing to do with me. I feel like Haiti will receive revival soon. Because I don't know why I stood with so much passion and so much just in me. And all I could do is stretch my arms out, God. Will you reveal yourself to every one of them? As I as I pulled up. As the ship moved, I remember I saw smoke over here, smoke over there, smoke over there. This is all hills and valley. And I watched the smokes from different places. And the Lord reminded me back in Jamaica when people used to cook outside and they made their own stoves outside. And it just brought me back to what it was like. And I said, maybe they're cooking their dinner. Here we are on this ship getting ready eat all of this stuff. And he just showed me the fire that's over there is making their dinner. The fire over there is making that. The fire, and here we are, we're just enjoying life. And I'm saying, God, help me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because it drives me crazy to know just, just. What's going on, and we got to get to the place where we understand we are so. It's not me. I'm not trying to tell you that you did this on your own or that you're wrong. I'm just saying that if we're going to receive Christ, if we're our life is going to be changed, we're going to have to become poor in spirit because we're rich in spirit right now, and all the things that God wants to do in our life, He can't because we're so rich in spirit. the things that people are doing over this world to survive. And what we have at hand doesn't compare. But boy, oh boy, they're in such better position than us right now to receive this gospel. You know, one of the things that we have to be careful of, because even in the poor countries, this is a problem where some of us begin to have Uh, A job that will pay us more than somebody else. And all of a sudden now we think ourselves better than the next person because our job situation is better. Our status becomes better. So even in the poor country, even there, pride still has a little hold because there are people that have a job that's called the high class job. And then you have these other people that they don't have nothing And so we have pride over them. We come back around them and we have on these nice shoes. We have on these nice clothes because our job is nice and our job pays us well. And so we can dress nice and look nice. And so guess what? We go around people and they don't really have a lot. And and now we become prideful. And, and, And that's why God is trying to get all of us, not just some of us, all of us to understand. Blessed are the poor in spirit. He wants everyone in this place. God is not telling you don't have. But when, when, when stuff becomes less important than God in your life, then you are there. You're getting there. So God is not saying that you can't have stuff because God will give you stuff. Don't get this twisted and make it, you know, you think that I'm preaching to you to tell you just walk around like a pauper and have nothing. That's not what I'm saying to you. God needs you to be poor in spirit and the way you become poor in spirit is to make sure material possessions means nothing to you. It's to make sure that your accomplishments means nothing to you. It's to make sure your status and your way of life and, 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 and what you, you know, who you are in life, it can't mean more to you than God. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you to walk around busted and disgusted and have nothing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying... Make sure God is so much more important to you than everything else. That's how you become poor in spirit. When you become reliant upon God. When you realize He is the one that's responsible for everything about you. That's when you become poor in spirit because you have nothing without Him. And church, how are you going to know when you achieve that? Your action will tell you. Your action will tell you. Your action will tell you. God established the local church for you to serve him through the local church. We have to take our eyes off the physical church and put our eyes on Jesus Christ. Understand that when we come and assemble ourselves, when we have meetings, when we come together, it has nothing to do with the church per se. It has everything to do with saying, God, what do you want me to do? God, I'm here and I'm ready to go. How do you want me to serve you? Come on, Lord, I'm ready. That's what the church is about. You're doing the work of God, but we're doing it in an organized fashion the way he taught it in his book. And when we abandon ship and when we don't get involved, then we are rich in spirit. And so, let me close. When we're prideful, when we're full of pride, it gets in the way of us seeking God. We act as if being in Christ. Is it take it or leave it? In Proverbs 23, verse 7, the Bible says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Until we empty ourselves and become poor in spirit, that rich spirit or rich in spirit will dominate us. And it will be who we are and we will never be able to shake it. That's why I said we have to start giving away some of our possessions. That's why I said we're going to have to start... Uh, 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 focusing on the things of God and, and not worry about our status in life. We're going to have to change the way we do things. Church, I'm talking to myself even as I'm speaking to you. I'm not just talking to you and make it separate. I got some soul searching and some work to do to make sure I don't get caught up in the things of this life. I have to be caught and consumed by the things of God because I realize blessed are the pure in spirit. If I'm going to be blessed, if I'm I am going to be happy. I must be poor in spirit. The things of this world cannot consume me. Jesus explained that the pure, that the poor in spirit are blessed. The poor in spirit realize that they cannot please God on their own. They are poor or bankrupt inwardly, unable to give anything of value to God, thus must depend on Jesus Christ. What do you have to give to God? That He says, Ooh, I need that. Only those who humbly depend on God are admitted into the kingdom. Of Heaven, the poor in spirit can either be societal poverty or you're just poor in spirit you don't have the spirit of man controlling you. It is said that the poor have a special or the the poor have special faculties for being saved and I saw it I saw it I saw how. Poor people act different than people that are doing all right. When you see a poor person, I go to these places, I give my money away. Whatever I got, you know I'm going to give it away. I can't help it. When you see a poor person, first of all, this this is one great thing already about a poor person. When you call them, they come. Go try that. Poor person you call, them, they come. Why? Why? They don't know if you might hook them up. They don't know. So they they making sure they take advantage of every opportunity. The people that's doing what you call them are like, ooh, you talking to me? Oh, no. Come on, people. I'm telling you the word of God. I'm telling you what God has really laid on my heart. You see it clearly. Will somebody hold on to what I'm saying today? Poor people will approach you when you call them. Rich people don't want to talk to you. It's not a coincidence. Jesus came to poor people first. Because rich people may not have received him. He started with the poor, walked in the poor's life, and then the rich started saying, say, who's this man, Jesus? Oh, the church, come on. Isn't that what he did? He came to the poor, ministered to them, did miracles in their life, and all of a sudden the rich people want to know what's going on. Because our money can't buy what he's doing. Our riches can't do what he's doing. So we better pay attention to him. But if he would have approached them first and says, I'm the man, Christ Jesus. I'm Emmanuel. Get out of here. We're rich. We don't need to hear that nonsense. We've got more proof. He ministered to King Agrippa, the apostle Paul did. And King Agrippa responded and says, almost thou has persuaded me to be a Christian Rich people don't want to hear about it, but when they see it and realize they need it, that's when they will respond. But the vessels that God will work through are those that are poor in spirit. He's not telling us we can't be rich now that we know Him. And as long as we stay humble and and stay right with Him, we'll be fine. He will bless us. But until you get poor in spirit, it won't work. Luke chapter 1 verse 48 says, and I'm finished, I'm closing up right here. Luke chapter 1 verse 48 says, I shared the scripture with you the other day. For he had regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. Talking about Mary. He had regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. Talking about Mary, the mother, Jesus Christ. Mary wasn't high in society, low estate. She was humble. She didn't have a whole lot. Remember I told you when I was teaching about this? It could have been a whole lot of virgins back then in Mary's time because, you know, they probably wasn't as loose as we are nowadays. And so I'm sure it was a whole lot of virgins around that time that probably feared God. But Mary was the one that was at low estate. Mary was the one that was humble. So that's the one he worked with. And so it says here in the text, For he had regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations should call me blessed. That's what Mary said. I can't believe this. People will call me blessed because I was a mess before. For he that is mighty had done to me great things. And holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He had shown strength with his arm. He had scattered the proud in the imagination of their heart. Some people are deceived and don't know they deceive. How are you going to say that preacher? Because the scripture just told me that. He had scattered the proud, the proud in the imagination of their heart. So proud people that won't submit to God, God will scatter your imagination of your heart. He had put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He had filled the hungry with good things and the rich he had sent empty away. There's something about the poor in spirit. They respond. They say yes they surrender they are humble they're not worried about what anybody else think uh-huh they already know their status they know they don't have much so when 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 i've seen i've seen this in my country when you you, you go in certain places and you look like you're doing well little boy no shoes or even somebody bigger than pull up next to you boss man give me something now huh? Walking with no shoes, shirt wide open, pants probably torn up. Oh, Boss man, give me something now. No, I'm nothing You know, you know, i have something for me. You think they care about who looking? You think they care about who looking? They, not, they don't care about who looking. They they need something. So they not worried about who looking that they're begging for some money. And we don't come to the altar. Blessed. Or the poor in spirit. For theirs. The kingdom. Of heaven. When we become disconnected. Or discontented I should say. With the things here in this life. Possessions, accomplishments, status and quality of life. We will begin to seek the kingdom of heaven. God. Will reveal himself. To those of us. That are poor in spirit. A lot of us are saying. And some of us struggle with how we live for God. Because we feel like God is ignoring us. We feel like God is not speaking to us. We feel like God is not using us. Well the word has come today. Blessed are the pure. Are the poor in spirit. That's what he's saying. You want to get used? Blessed are the poor in spirit. I got one last text for you. That just blew me up. Let's stand. Last text for the, for the, for the day. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine. Watch me read it. I'm going to read it with you. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine. This is how I know God is a bad dude, man. Look at what he says. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was, oh, that's to drop the mic. I need to throw the mic. Though he was rich yet for you. think I'm just talking to me talking you figure it out if I'm just talking to me talking because this is this is this is ridiculous here for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich yet for your sake he became poor that you through his poverty his poverty (laughs) God owns everything he owns everything I don't know how that's possible how he became poor But he became poor. And through his poverty, we might be rich. Not in material things, but we will be rich in inheriting the kingdom of God. So that's why blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom. The kingdom belongs to you if you become poor in spirit. The kingdom is yours if you become poor in spirit. But as long as you're good. As long as you can take it or leave it, as long as eh, I get there when I can, you're going to have a hard time with receiving what God has for you. Because God has something for you. God has the kingdom ready for you. God wants to give you the kingdom, but you can't have the kingdom if you're rich in spirit. The only spirit you can be rich in is the Holy Ghost. That's the spirit we need to be filled with, is the Holy Ghost. Not the spirit of the human behavior. Not the spirit of pride. Not the spirit of man. We need to be filled with the spirit of the Lord Jesus. That's what he's asking us. Church, I don't know what you're going to do before we leave here today. But my suggestion is you respond to God's word. Because this is a crucial time we're living in. And this message is on time for us. It's on time for us. And I feel blessed and privileged that I'm able to receive this word today because it's easy for us. Just think about what we just heard. Everybody around us is not thinking that way right now. Most of the people around you is not thinking that way. And God has called us out today to impart that to us, it must means he wants to work in our lives. He wants to work through us because he's bringing us this message. Mary was the one who got impregnated by the Holy Ghost because he came to her and she was ready to receive. If we are ready to receive his word today, he will use us to make a difference. But I don't know what you want from God. I don't know what you desire from God or how you want God to work in your life. But if you realize that you become poor in spirit, the kingdom is yours, then what more would you want when you have everything? The Bible says the street in heaven is paved with gold. So you richer than rich can be. If the kingdom is yours, you're richer than rich could be. What else do you want? I hear you. Some of us may be struggling in relationships. I hear it in the Holy Ghost. And here is the response. God wants you to know. I cannot make people do what you want them to do, but I certainly will make you receive my peace. I certainly will make you receive my joy. I certainly will bless you beyond measure. I certainly will uphold you and keep you, but I can't make somebody do what they don't want to do. So we're going to have to receive that right now. You're going to have to receive that right now. I don't care who it is, child, spouse sibling parents i don't care what it is you can't make people do what they don't want to do so god needs to get that out of your heart and stop letting that become such a big struggle to you god says you got to let that go and the way you're going to let it go is become poor in spirit i hear the holy ghost because you allowing that situation to bother you as much as you allowing it to bother you you can't be poor in spirit it's, it's you. You're, 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 you're filled with you. And that's driving you crazy because situation is not right. But it's because of you. Church is the Holy Ghost. I remember. Hear me. I know what I'm saying. Don't get offended by what I'm saying. I remember going to God and telling God somebody hurt me. Mm. I said, God, they hurt me. And God responded and told me you did not have on the shield of faith. He told me that clear as day I preached that message, and the power of God just moved. Here I am going to God complaining that I got hurt. And God responded to me and says, It's because you did not have on the shield of faith. And so when that arrow came, it pierced you, Wayne, because you didn't have on the shield of faith. It's you Well, I'm here telling you today, the hurt, the discouragement, all of the things that you're facing in your relationship that's making you upset. I'm here to tell you, God is saying, you're filled with you. And that's why you're so hung up on that relationship. And God wants me to tell you, empty yourself and become poor in spirit. And you will see that even though God will not make that person do anything and even though you can't make that person do anything, your life will be better off with that person because you have allowed God to fill up your heart and no longer you filled you. Somebody hear the word of God today. Can somebody respond to God today, please? Can somebody, just whatever way you need to respond to God today, to empty yourself, to get rid of your pride, to unburden yourself of the things that don't matter. Will you do that in this house before you leave today? Because God has made us a promise that blessed are the Poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of God. God has promised you the kingdom if you empty yourself and not worry about anything else. If you don't allow yourself to worry about being embarrassed or putting yourself out there to be vulnerable. If you would just say, God, it doesn't matter. I'm poor anyway. God, it doesn't matter. I'm nothing anyway. I'm coming to you today in the name of Jesus because, God, I want to be in my spirit like those children or like those adults in these country that are so poor that they have no shame and they're not worried about anything else. All they want is what they need. And, God, all I want is what I need. And I need you, Jesus. Uh, Everything else can wait. Uh, I need you, Jesus. Uh, Will somebody join with me today uh, and tell God uh, that it's Him that you need uh, and nothing else. Uh, I need you, Lord. Uh, Just like the hunger needs food. Uh, Just like the thirsty uh, need a drink. Uh, Just like the unclothed uh, need to be clothed. Uh, Just like the homeless uh, need to be... hear the word of the Lord today trust in the Lord with all your heart lean unto your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge Him He will direct your path God is here today will you hear His word will you obey His word will you respond to the Lord and let Let Him know that you need Him. And let Him know that you empty yourself of all your pride. Of all the human pride. Oh God, will you cleanse me? Oh God, will you purge me? Oh God, will you... Rid me of the things that weigh me down. Will you deliver me from the strongholds in my life? I want to be poor in spirit. Somebody cry out to the Lord today. Somebody call on the name of Jesus. Empty yourself today. Empty yourself right now. And become poor in spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Oh, God, have your way. Oh, that your spirit will move. Oh, that your spirit will move. Oh, that your power will overshadow. Oh, that the power of God will move. Oh, that your faith will increase. That your faith fail you not. Now, come on with me. I want you to trust in the Lord. Oh, come on with me. I want you to begin to believe God. I want you to believe God like you've never believed Him. I want you to trust Him like you've never trusted Him. I want you to begin to walk by faith and not by sight. Don't worry about what you see. Don't worry about what you hear. But I want you to trust the Lord thy God with all your heart. He said don't look for evidence from man, but trust God for He is the giver of life. He is the great physician, the miracle working God. Look to Him and not to Anyone else uh, for the power of God uh, can overshadow you uh, and make you whole uh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Uh. Uh, be who God called you to be. Be who God called you to be. Don't let anything or anyone stop you from being. God has imparted to you His attribute, His character. Now, be who God wants you to be. I pray for boldness of the Holy Ghost. I pray for the Holy Ghost. To make you courageous. I pray for the Holy Ghost will make you bold. I pray the authority of God will be upon you and that you will move by the power and the Spirit and the Word of God. Now, I want you to trust the Lord. I want you to anchor your soul in Him. I want you to stand on His Word. I want you to be steadfast, unmovable, unshakable. Oh, hear me today. God has called you to the kingdom for such a time as this. He Establishing you. He said, take your eyes off the things around you. Put your eyes on Jesus. Look up to the hills from which cometh your help. For your help coming from the Lord. Don't you look to the left. Don't you look to the right. But you look to God. He is the source. He is the source. He says, don't worry. He's got all power. And He will take care of all things. But you... You put your trust in Him. You put your focus on Him. You allow God to work through you. Be His hands and His feet and His echo because God has called you to be so. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, don't you worry about a thing. God's got you. God's got you. It's your time now. Now is your time. God is getting ready to reveal things to you that you will understand that it straight from God. And God wants you to speak the things that He's revealing to you. And God wants you to trust Him and that you will do what God directs you to do. I pray courage and boldness upon you that as God begin to open your eyes and God begin to show you the things that He wants you to see and know that you will hear and respond and do God's will. Father, we thank You today. We pray, Lord God, the strength of the Lord. We pray the power of the Holy Ghost. To reign supremely. Oh in the name of Jesus. 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 In the name of Jesus.